Welcome back to another episode of Marketing Without Social Media. Now, before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that if you're a service-based business, think coaches, consultants, therapists, who wants to get to $7,000 plus recurring months, yes, every month, but needs help with growing your audience, maybe with generating regular leads or landing paying clients, then I'd like to invite you to a free 15-minute leads game plan call. Yes, just 15 minutes to work on your marketing plan. This is a super fast paced call. And in this call, we are going to take a look at your current situation to see what is and isn't working for you right now in your business. We're going to figure out and identify what's possible for you and your business in the next six months and beyond. We're going to uncover the number one obstacle that is restricting your growth and holding you back right now. And finally, we are going to develop a three-step action plan. Yes, three-step action plan that will get you results in your business ASAP. Now, the session is free. It's 15 minutes. And all you have to do is head on over to vivguy.com forward slash game plan. Yes, that's vivguy.com forward slash game plan right now. Pick a day, pick a time that suits you and let's chat. Welcome, welcome. And in this episode, I am giving you a behind the scenes and sharing my sales revenue with you for the last month and how I got to that figure all without social media. So in this episode, you're going to learn what rinse and repeat systems I use every month to get me the kind of sales revenue that I want. The importance of understanding and shifting perspectives in, in and how that helps me achieve my goals. And finally, how I sell in an entirely non-icky way. So let's dive in. You're listening to Marketing Without Social Media with me, Viv Guy. The podcast for people who want more clarity, connections, and cash in their business. I'll be sharing with you proven techniques from leading entrepreneurs and experts from across the globe to help you to market without social media and to grow your business in a way that actually feels good to you. Guys, I don't know about you, but I am that person who loves a good old nosy, okay, into people's lives, into people's finances, into people's homes. Yes, I would so have been an estate agent or a, a realtor, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world, real estate agent, um, selling really high-end homes just for the chance to go and have a look at how other people live. But you know, people who I'm like that, I aspire to this kind of home. Swimming pools, home gyms, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, you know, I'm going to admit it. I love having a good old nose and look behind the scenes. But why? Why do I love this? Okay. Well, it's aspirational, as I said about homes, going and having a look and thinking, this is my goal. Hearing about how people do things, you can take learnings from that. When people kind of say, this is what I did. This is how I achieved it. I think it's, it's fantastic. And if you live in the UK, you'll know that it's been a real taboo topic to talk openly about money for many years. And there are people, fabulous, colleague of mine, Charlotte, her mum, when she she first hit her first six figures and shared that with her audience, her mum was like, 
darling, you know, it's it, nobody, you shouldn't be talking about money. People don't want to hear about that. And she's like, but people do. Absolutely. People want to hear about how you've done that. How have you achieved that? So that's what I want to bring to you today because I was a bit like, oh, do I want to do this? But my parents have always raised me to be very open about money. They were always open about money. And I'll talk a little bit more about that as we go on. But I really thought, do you know what? Let's share because sometimes people are like, well, how do you make your money without like marketing on social media? You know, can it be done? So I thought, let's share what that looked like over the last, you know, month in business for me. So let's dive in. So I made £26,500. That's over $30,000 in just 21 days without any form of launching. And that's just under a quarter of my annual income goal, okay? Uh, Which is awesome. So in 21 days, I've booked nearly a quarter of my annual income, which is great because I take five weeks away from the business in summer where I'm not bringing in revenue because I speak to every single client who is coming on board with me, okay? Now, here's the caveat before we dive into this episode. Some of the things I share here are things that may be more aligned for me for my marketing archetype. And I'm a persuader, okay? So that means I bring a lot of energy and I, I really inspire and like motivate people. That's that's kind of typical persuader archetype. Now, I'm not going to dive into archetypes today, but I am going to bring you an episode next week all about marketing archetypes and how you can really use and leverage these to help you with your marketing and making consistent revenue. revenue you, okay? So that's just my caveat is some of the things I'm going to share with you, they fit me, they suit me, okay? And this is the thing we have to take when we listen to other people sharing their behind the scenes, how they do things, is always to think, okay, but that's them and they're not me and I'm not them. And we all have different ways of doing things and, you know, they could be an entirely different marketing archetype, which means they have different natural character strengths that they bring to the game and bring to the table. Okay, so just be aware of that. But I talk more about that next week so you can really start to find what works for you. Okay, the other thing here that I I think we need to talk about is that making money consistently is not something that happens overnight. Marketing is a long game and anyone who tells you otherwise is talking bullshit. Yeah, absolute bullshit. Even if you're bringing people in, via Facebook ads. And we've got a great episode coming up soon talking all with our uh, ads strategist and ads manager, Sophie. So yeah, we'll be talking to her all about the power of ads or not so much power of, of investing in ads. So here's the thing. Yes, I help many of my clients get a return on their investment with me quickly. Okay. So I'm talking a lot of my clients will make their revenue back within the first first month of working with me, my one-to-one clients, okay? And a lot of my clients are making a good sort of two and a half times uh, return on their investment during the time that they are with me, okay? But here's the thing, that's getting, you know, a win and getting that, that revenue, that return on investment, but consistent revenue. So making the kind of money you want every month takes time. It does. It takes time. But of course, yes, there are things you can do to speed it up and things to avoid uh, as well. So I just wanted to put that in there, guys, because I don't want you to think like it, it, it's going to happen to you 
in a month if you're kind of starting at, at zero and you don't have an audience and so on and so forth. Okay, so just to sort of qualify and put that, that caveat on there. So here is what I, I did or what I do in order to make the kind of revenue I want and to make, you know, in 21 days that 26 and a half thousand pounds. Okay, what are the three big things I have? So the first thing is really bang on point messaging. So you know where people are saying like, fuck, you're in my head. You just totally described me. That's what we want, okay? First and foremost, we want on point messaging that, because when you people kind of say, you're in my head, you just described me, you totally get me. That's amazing because they're like, wow, if she gets me, she must freaking know like how to deal with this, how to solve this, how to address this, yeah? Because she gets me, she understands. So this puts you in a position of authority, first and foremost. So that's what what we want, yeah? We want that on-point messaging. The other thing that we want, and we were just talking about this in my group program last week, is shifting perspective. So what do people need? Your ideal clients need to believe before they will part with their time, their money, or their energy. Okay, because for people to part with those things, and interestingly, I was on a call uh, in the group program I'm in, and we were talking about um, the, the qualifiers. It used to be money, but now actually for people, it's time is the big like risk reducer that they want to see, because obviously time is really precious. We're very busy people. But anyway, that aside, what do people need to believe before they will invest with you? What perspective do we need to, to have shifted? Because if people are not bought in, if they don't believe the things you need them to believe in order to work with you, okay, if we don't shift that perspective, so for example, for me, people need to believe that you can successfully market and sell without social media. Okay, they need to believe that and they need to understand that. So sharing, you know, stats, my own stats, other industry stats, sharing um, obviously information around um, algorithms and reach and data from social media versus without social media, really important because they need to, I need to start shifting this perspective with my audience before they'll ever invest with me and say, hey, yeah, of course I'm going to part with my, my cash, my time, my energy, you know. People have to believe before they'll part with anything. That risk has to be reduced and the risk is reduced, okay, once people believe in what we're doing and the way we are doing things, okay? So that's really important and that's something we have to get in our messaging. So every month within my content, I do perspective shift content, okay? So if you're not doing that, I really want you to think, okay, what do they need to believe before they will invest with me? And come up with these kind of key content pillars. What are these like four or five key things they need to believe before they'll they'll work with you? And that's something that as people come into your funnel, yes, they might be like, that's interesting, but are they fully bought into that? That point of view, that philosophy? If not, that's what you need to include within your nurture process. Which then leads me on to the next point, which is having a highly effective nurture process. Okay, so you're probably sat there going, what the fuck do you mean, Viv? And I, I do seem to be F-bombing a lot today, so I apologise. And if you've got little peeps around, please do plug, plug your headphones in. Um, or I'm sorry, you know, or bleep them out. Um, but yeah, so what is what does it mean to have a highly effective nurture process? 
that means, okay, <laughs> what does it look like? It means I've got inquiries dropping into my inbox and people booking in calls with me every week, okay? That's what it looks like. That's the result of having an effective nurture process. So one of the things I talked about in my nurture process is every month within my content, I in my emails, I have these perspective shift, okay, emails and podcasts and whatever else. So that's like, that's part of my, my ongoing rinse and repeat process, okay? So I want you to really be thinking about, okay, how do I include that in there? What else do I include? Well, I have a week where I kind of go harder on my sales, okay? So <laughs> that's in there. I have an opportunity within my nurture process for people to go deeper with me in a workshop, in my free group coaching, whatever I am putting on that month, okay? So these all form part of my monthly, my ritual, my routine, my nurture process, okay? I click my clients in 20 because I work 20 hours a week. How do I do that? I have this this process and this system, okay? And it's freaking awesome, you know, when you get this, when people are contacting you, because this is what makes, you know, our business is successful, consistency. Us being consistent and then the results being consistent. So as I said, having regular inquiries and people booking in for calls, etc. Okay, so what else makes part of our nurture process? Well, we want to have routines and habits in place. So that means doing the same things every week, okay, and every month. So what are the routines and habits that you can put into place now? And that might first and foremost be, I'm just going to send one email every week because I have not been doing that consistently. That is going to be my Monday morning, nine o'clock, booked in, without fail. It goes in my calendar, non-negotiable habit, okay? That's something I'm going to do. So I want you to think about what you can do, okay? Is it that you're going to create you know, a, a a routine that you say, this is what it's going to look like every month. I'm going to do this on this week, this on this week, this on that week, okay? Like I have, literally, I have it in a spreadsheet, in a Google sheet, and it says like, week one is this, week two is this, week three is this, week four is this. And it allows me to plug in those things. It allows me to plug in when I'm doing collaborations and partnership promotion. So I have that at all times, and it's easy for me to see where I can fit things in. Okay, so my, my my content, okay, so that's part of my content. And I can see then and make sure I'm nurturing in the right way. And I talk a lot about this. We go deep in this on uh, within my group program, uh, Client Accelerator Bootcamp, because it's really important that we understand like how we are nurturing, how we are communicating our message. And, and the, there are many different sort of ways that we can do this. So we talk about left brain and right brain and psychology behind sales and lots of different things here because this when you get this right this is going to be like so transformative for your business okay so that's the second thing so we've got on point message as number one. Second thing is highly effective nurture process and the third thing is a non-icky sales process okay i'm talking do not have a sales process that makes you want to run for the freaking hills because i have a lot of people that are like oh gosh, I had to do these horrible, like, Spamela Anderson, like, going into, like, cold chats and things with people, and it just felt horrible, okay? We're not going to do any of that stuff, okay? First and foremost, one of the things that the mistakes people make with their sales is they really try and sell 
their offer straight out, like straight out of the starting blocks, like buy my thing. But it's really hard, like for people to kind of go, I don't really know that much about you. Okay, or I've been following you for a while, but that's a big step. I don't know if I'm ready. How do I know if it's right for me? Okay, we want to sell the call, sell that small next step, sell your chat. You know, if you want to do it, it's the like sell by chat, sell the call, whatever it is, sell the call, not your offer. Okay, because here's the thing. Everything in sales is about reducing risk. And there's a risk there for people. Like if you're trying to sell the thing, is it right for me? You know, will I get the results? All those questions that you can think about, like that are going to come up for people. And how do I know if it's even the right thing for me, the right program, the right offer? Well, here's the thing, guys. If you're a one-to-one service provider, how can you, as a coach, a consultant, designer, whatever it is, know it's going to be a good fit and that you're going to be able to get those people the results until you have a conversation, either, as I said, on a a call or on a, a back and forth chat, you know, messenger chat, okay? So you don't know it's a fit. You don't know that you can really serve until you've really done that qualification um, process. So sell the call, not the offer. And sales stops feeling icky when you stop trying to sell your thing straight off and start trying, you know, to, to, to see if it's a good fit for people. Because you come at it from a real place of, of integrity. And that's a real buzzword these days, isn't it? And I, I, I use that, you know, with... <laughs> with great reluctance, but it is around that integrity. So when you start actually, you know, selling from a place of let's make sure it's a really good freaking fit. Let's make sure we've kind of make sure you're really feeling it's a good fit for you. And I feel it's a good fit for me. Then that sales process just, there's no ick. Okay. The other thing is when you get your messaging right, that nurture process, right? People are on that natural journey. Okay. To, to that sales call. So they are already bought in. There is no convincing and sales. All you are doing there is kind of helping them see that there that, that there is a gap. Like, you know, I once heard it like painting the picture. You are helping them kind of create and paint that picture of where they, they need support. And again, is it then a good fit? Because once they've painted that picture of here's where I'm at, here's where I want to be, this is your opportunity to go, well, actually, this is a good fit or it's not a good fit. Or maybe I'm not sure and be open with that, uh, uh, with with the prospective client about that, about how you're feeling. So for the third thing there is how did I get to my goal? Yeah, non-icky sales. Okay, so they're the three things that I do, okay? But I know the question that may be coming up for you and is on your brain, but Viv, How do you know whether you're doing the right things and if those things will freaking work? So yeah, let's dive in. Let's talk about that. Well, here's the first thing. You'll start getting some smaller wins. You'll start seeing smaller wins, okay? So if you're kind of starting out and you're putting these things into place, someone's going to reply to your email and say, that was a great email. Or you're going to say, reply with, or do this, or click this link. And you're going to start seeing people clicking your links, people coming back and into your inbox saying, hey, that was a great email or this is me, give me more info. And it might not be lots of people. You might not be inundated, but just starting to get those people. Let's start to see that your list, your email list, your audience are engaged. Okay, this is a small win. Yes, you might not have sold anything yet, 
but how awesome to kind of go, whoa, people are listening, people are reading. That's a great win, okay? So that's the first thing. You're going to start seeing smaller wins, okay? Another win, you start getting more people onto your email list. People are like, you, you start talking about your, your freebie, putting it out there. You start offering other things, collaborating, partnering, and people start to get onto your list. So another win, people are joining your list. That's awesome. That is a small win. So you're starting to see the things you're doing are working, okay? Your content's working when people are starting to reply to you or click through. Um, your lead magnet, your, your freebie, your opt-in is working for you when people are starting to, you know, join it, sign up to it and join your email list, okay? You know at that point that actually the things you're doing to promote your freebie, your lead magnet are working, okay? So these are small wins, okay? And then people start to book in a call with you or a chat. Awesome. So <laughs> I really want you to think about celebrating these small wins, not getting hung up on this big result of like revenue at the start. And I know that's really difficult because you're like, freaking Nora, Viv, I need money and I need it now. And I get that and I hear that. But if you're starting out a new business, I really would love you to have another revenue source at this stage because it's going to take the pressure off you. And it's going to mean you are able to, to, to come at this with like the right mindset of being really open to experimenting and trying different things. Okay. And trying the things that feel good to you, because you might go down and you might be like, actually, I just don't like this. So you want to go back and sort of try something else. And that's what we want, that flexibility. Because if we're not loving it, then we're not going to be consistent. And if we're not consistent, we're not going to get consistent results. We're just not going to do it. So we won't get to that place that we want to be at. So, you know, the ideal is if you can be in a position where you do have some of the revenue coming in, that's awesome. If you don't, like, I totally get that, that you're like, but Viv, I still need money. I still need to pay the rent. I still need to pay the mortgage. I still need to put food on the table. And I get that. But as I said, the caveat early on, marketing takes time takes time to get that consistency. Sure, we can get you some wins, we can get you some clients now, but we want to get you to the point where it's consistent because and sustainable because that is where it feels good, okay? And then you can make decisions because you know you have predictable income. Okay, the other thing we wanna make sure here is though when we're starting to get these calls, people on our list, we want the right people, okay? So we could be, you could be growing your email list, you could be... <laughs> putting out and nurturing this audience, but what if they're not the right people, okay? We need to make sure they're the right people. And this might be where you need to make some micro tweaks, which I've talked about in previous episodes, okay? So when I went through a spell of getting tons of calls, I was on so many like 15 minute calls, but none of them were the right people. They were just not my ideal clients. So I had to make some micro tweaks. I had to change a few bits of wording, okay? And it, they weren't big changes, but they had massive impact, okay? I changed some wording. I changed my qualification process and that had a big impact. They were small jobs. They probably took me 30 minutes, but the impact was I started getting on calls with the right people. And that's what I want you to think about. Don't throw in the towel and say, the whole thing's wrong. My whole niche is wrong. My whole audience are wrong, okay? It could be that, but it could just be that you're you're not attracting the right people onto the calls, 
Okay, so yeah, there might be people in your audience that aren't at the right stage in, uh, in the process to work with you, but you might have people who are and you're just not inviting them in. So it's about identifying and looking at where where are you not maybe bringing people in and maybe they're the right people. So we need to look and do our reporting every month. We need to analyze our data to kind of figure out where these micro tweaks need to be happening. So I knew I was bringing loads of people into calls, bringing people into my email list, bringing people into my audience, but they weren't the right people hopping on calls with me. They weren't qualified enough, okay? So I just needed to make some changes to that process to say, hey, Maybe if this is you, it's not the right time, but if this is you, let's hop on the call. So it's really about honing in and looking at those those smaller wins, those small tweaks that you can make and to actually just pay attention. As I say, celebrate the micro wins, celebrate those because it's the cumulative compound effect of those small things that are going to add up to you getting consistent revenue, consistent sales every single month, okay? So I hope that's been useful for you. So key takeaways from today. Number one, focus on the smaller habits and develop a ritual and a routine for your weeks and months. Number two, do what feels good, okay? Lean into your marketing archetype, which we're gonna talk about next week. And number three, focus on the micro wins because these are the things that add up and have this compound effect. So guys, if you've enjoyed this episode and if there's anybody that you think can think of that would benefit from having a listen, please do forward and share this with them. And finally, if you need some help, if you're kind of thinking, oh my God, I don't know how to do one or any of these things she's talked about today, then why not hop on a call and let's chat. Let's do a 15-minute client accelerator game plan call and talk this through. I'm here, guys. I'm here to support you. So there you have it, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Marketing Without Social Media today and feel inspired to take action in your business, whatever that looks like for you. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Speak to you soon.